Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. The Dark Confidants are returning to Venice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry, me. What's up, Jerry? It's a brand new day, Pat. A new dawn has risen on Legacy. All it is has. well yep. in the world. Yeah, this is our first. Well, I guess last week was our first post-ban uh, podcast, but this is the first <laughs> one where there's actually been some play in the new post-ban world, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, our last episode we recorded, I think, what, like five hours after the announcement? So Yeah, so there had been no, no games played in the new format, but uh, tonight we have some results to go over from the latest challenge on the 20th, uh, and uh, we saw some nice diversity in the top eight, which is pretty great. Yeah, uh, I saw some, not just the top eight, I saw some sweet lists all the way down to uh, 32nd place, you know. Ah, uh, yes, where Jerry's favorite deck lists always live. I want to, I just want to point just this out. in up. the top 32. I mean, it, it, start, it works, yeah, just in the top 32, 32nd place, <laughs> MW94GA, pretty sure his username is also his Wi-Fi password. Uh, playing Bug nice. Uru Stifle Knot, and I love this list, Pat. <laughs> yeah, can you? So, all right, so before we, let's do you want to do, talk about this one first, or and then get into the top eight? What yeah, I want to talk here? about this one first. I want to talk. All about right, this you're one excited first. about this one, so why don't you why don't you take the lead on this one then? Yeah, so it's a Bug Stifle Knot list, which I've been playing around with a lot uh, previously. Uh, though I was using uh, Lazav to take advantage of Phyrexian mm-hmm. Dreadnought, which basically allows you to copy a creature in your graveyard. So you just play the Dreadnought, the Dreadnought dies, it goes to your graveyard, and then you pay one, and Lazav becomes a 12-12 Phyrexian Dreadnought, and then you win the game right. from there. Uh, but this sweet list takes advantage of Torpor Orb, which is a card we see occasionally pop up in Legacy in sideboards, mm-hmm. Um, especially when things like uh, uh, Stoneforge Mystic style decks were really popular. So Torpor Orb is an artifact for two. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. Now, I'm sure when they designed this card, they designed it to be a hate card uh, to stop things like, you know, Stoneforge Mystic, Snapcaster Mage, and things like that. But this deck, in a sweet way, takes advantage of it. By combining it with Phyrexian Dreadnought and then (laughs) Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, where basically it's come into play abilities don't trigger, so you don't have to sacrifice these creatures. Right. So Uro doesn't need to escape. You can just play a 6-6 for for 3, all upside. (laughs) Yep, yep. And then Phyrexian Dreadnought is just a a 12 mana, or I'm sorry, a 12-12 for 1 mana. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I've, I never realized that Torpor Orb was used in these Phyrexian Dreadnought lists. They popped up occasionally. Our biggest problem is that we just didn't have another creature making it worthwhile. Oh, okay. Like, there have been... There's, well, Uro seems like a prime target then. Yeah, I, I feel like no one's really made the connection that much. So previously it was things like Eater of Days, which is like a four mana... I think it's like an 8-8 eight, eight, uh, with mm-hmm. flying. But it has, when it comes into play, you skip your next two turns. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> not good. Um, and then there was also Hunted Horror, which is a black black for a seven seven. When it comes into play, your opponent gets two three three centaur tokens that I'm pretty sure have protection from black. Mm-hmm. So like, and like those were fine to combo with Torpor Orb too, but. They just weren't on the same power level as Phyrexian Dreadnought. It just didn't sure, really yeah. make it worthwhile. Um, but just running it with the Uro just makes perfect sense. Like, Uro is already just an absolute busted card that people were surprised didn't get to see the ban uh, last week. You know, it, right. it's still hanging around. So if this is what people are going to be doing with Uro, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, know? it seems like, yeah, that's a great that's a great kind of uh, spot for it to be in, I think. Yeah, and then also because just the rest of the list is just a sweet bug shell. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, four Ponder, four Thoughtseize, four Abrupt, uh, Abrupt Decay, four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will, and then, of course, four Stifle to also combo with the Phyrexian Dreadnought. <laughs> um, and then also they're running a one of uh, Scroll of Fate, which is another way to combo Phyrexian Dreadnought into play. Scroll of Fate is an artifact for three, and it has tap, manifest a card from your hand, mm-hmm. put the card onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature, then turn it face up at any time for its mana cost if it's a creature card. And when you manifest Phyrexian Dreadnought, it also avoids, and also Uro for that matter, um, it avoids the enter the battlefields trigger because it's already on the battlefields. You're just revealing right. it. Um, so this deck has three ways to tr- uh, cheat Phyrexian Dreadnought and Uro into play. And also just as a fallback, you can just cast Uro the old fashioned way. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, this list is super sweet. I'm going to have to try it out. I'm a sucker for Phyrexian Dreadnought lists. Yeah, this seems like it's right up your alley. Yeah, uh, I'm really interested to see how it plays out because I have I've I've been waiting for Watsi to print another combo piece with Torpor Orb, and I mm-hmm. just I didn't think Uro was the right fit for it. But after seeing this list, I'm I'm excited to try it out. It seems sweet with Phyrexian Dreadnought. It seems like you're making the most out of that card. Yeah, I mean it's all it was always good Phyrexian Dreadnought. It's just like it was just a little lackluster in the list just because you the consistency wasn't there. Right. You just you needed you needed another creature to be like Phyrexian Dreadnought five through eight. <laughs> and I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping, Watsy, if you're listening, if you want to give me another like Phyrexian Dreadnought card, I I won't complain. <laughs> give me like give me like a twenty twenty for two that like makes you lose lose twenty life when it comes into play or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um there was a couple other spicy lists here. There was a Delver- Delverless Shadow that came in uh, second, which is kind of sweet. Uh, but let's go over the top eight real quick, and then we can get into these lists. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so just top eight in place. So in order of finish was uh, Esper Control in first. Uh, we had Blue, Black, Delverless Shadow in second. Blue, Red, Delver in third. Uh, Ant, so Old School Ant in fourth. Bug Hogak in fifth. Grixis Control in sixth. Uh, Jeskai Miracles in seventh. And then Bug Doomsday in eighth. Um, and finishing just outside of the top eight was, uh, a shark still. So that's cool too. Um, so I want to go down these lists real quick. Yeah. So white faces, that's, uh, our friend Kate Callum. Callum. Right? Yeah. Uh, congrats to him for taking it down. Also taking it down with Esper. I can't remember the last time I saw Esper in the top eight. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Strix is back, it looks like. <laughs> Strix is back. Strix is back in the menu, boys. Uh, Cal's got some interesting choices in his deck. So he's running the two unearth, which is awesome. Love to see it. <laughs> we always talk about that card as being like, it feels like it's underplayed in Legacy. And this is a great list, or this is a great kind of uh, spot for unearth because all your creatures, I mean, I, I guess with the exception of Swiss of uh, Monastery Mentor, but like Bailfish Strix and Snapcaster Mage have the. Uh, the great ability when they enter the battlefield. So yeah, well, so yeah, mentor can still be targeted by an earth, so you can still bring a, a mentor back. But uh, especially snapcast. Oh, I just mean like I just mean oh, like the yeah, enter the, the battlefield the battle. effect. Yeah, yeah. Because like Strix will Strix will draw you a card. Snapcaster Major will obviously cast you a spell. Uh, but mentor, I mean, with a mentor on board, all those things are great in the, on their own, you know. So or rather, they all work together. There's a lot of synergy with that card here. Yeah, it's is what I'm trying to say. It's definitely value town, especially when you chain like multiple snapcasters and unearths together. It's like oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like oh I ripped I ripped a uh, unearth off the top of my deck late game. Let me just unearth the snapcaster. You know, target another unearth, grab another snapcaster, cast mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ponder. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you have an empty board and now you have three creatures on board and, and yeah, you're you're going to town at that point. Yeah, so that that's sweet. What's really interesting is uh three copies of of one mind in the list. Yeah, can you talk about that real quick? Because that is a card I'm not very familiar yeah, with. Yeah, it's a newer one from Ikoria. It's yeah. two and a blue for a sorcery. This spell costs two less to cast if you control a human creature. And a non-human creature draw two cards. So I'm guessing the uh, the goal is to get a Strix into play, and then either a Mentor or a Snapcaster Mage. Um, huh. Or actually, I just realized it works with uh, Monastery Mentor because while Monastery Mentor is a human monk, right, it makes monk creature tokens that are not necessarily humans. Oh, really? Yeah, so the Monastery Mentor plus a Mentor token will allow you to cast Of One Mind for a single blue. Oh, that's interesting. I would not have expected that. Yeah, so that, that'll give you some nice uh, like mid to late game gas if you just get a Mentor and a token out, and then you just start casting uh, mini Ancestral Recalls. Huh. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah, sweet list. Uh, it's nice to see the diversity in, in the top eight. And especially just right out of the gates with a pretty cool Esper list that we haven't seen the likes of in a while with us. Yeah, for sure. Some nice new toys. Yep, for sure. The uh, let's see here. Hold on, I got I got two things open right now. Uh, so blue black Delverish, Delverlish Shadow in uh, second place. Uh, so this is like the Death Shadow shell with like Death Shadow and Street Wraith uh, running Thunder up uh, Thunder running Ponder Thoughtseize. Uh, Running Stifles, but also running three Ethereal Forager and two Brazen Bower, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it looks like they cut the Delver for the Ethereal Forager and then one of the Brazen Borrowers. I don't know how I feel about this. I still feel Delver's better than Ethereal Forager. Um, so what are they doing here? I mean, they're so obviously they're they're delving away for for Forager here. Uh, you get to return, I mean, you, you do get, like, the, kind of the Snapcaster ability when it attacks. Uh. Semi-Snapcaster ability. Sure. It's a 3-3 flyer. But that's, it's like a, a late game card, and I just feel that's not what Shadow wants to go for. Like, Shadow is super aggressive. Yeah. It is. Hmm. I mean, you are, like, you are running through, like, your dazes, and you, you have six force, six force effects, so you're gonna be like ripping through a lot of cards. Maybe you're just 
ripping through enough. And plus, like with uh, Street Wraith, you're going to be cycling a bit. Uh, you know what it might actually be? It might be uh, they might be like next leveling the meta with uh, Arcanist being banned. Everyone's really been talking about uh, Chalice of the Void making a big comeback. And so the Ethereal Forger, Forager might be a hedge against Chalice decks because Shadow okay. has historically had a really hard time with Chalice decks. So, okay, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a one-drop. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I I think that might be why they did it, as just a way yeah. to uh, to still have some game against the Chalice decks, which I, I, I can could see, see that. that. Yeah, I can I see mean, that. I mean, they also have the Brazen Borrowers as well, so... They have some, you know. It does. It it does help. But I mean, when I'm making a deck list for a new meta, I, I like to kind of double up my options. I hate. Sure. Yeah. I hate leaning too heavily on a single card. Mm-hmm. I've I've played against the era of meddling mage far too long, Pat. That I, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't only have one one uh, tool in my toolbox. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many times someone's actually cast a meddling mage against me. Yeah, it's but it's crazy. it's scarring. Like all it takes it's, is oh, one. I get it. I all get it takes it. is one, and you'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a look at third place. We got blue red yeah, Delver like... with what? <laughs> Man, Petramander. When was yeah? So Terra when... Terramander was so this this is a card that blue red Delver decks were playing when Guilds of Ravnica came out. So I actually played in um, one of the ELD events uh, with Terramanders in my deck. I actually have my Japanese copies. Uh, it had its time in the sun where it saw play for, like, I want to say maybe six months, and then everyone forgot about it. Six months <laughs> is probably very generous. Right, yeah, I want to say it was closer to six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. <laughs> uh, like, truly, maybe even a little less than that. Um, but this is kind of a pretty cool, like, a fairly aggressive blue-red Delver. Well, actually... I can't even call it that aggressive. I mean, it's got four one-drops and your four Delvers and your four Terramanders. Uh, you're playing Pyromancers and then two True Name Nemesis. Uh, uh, let's see. So we have... They are running Force Negation. Four Bolt, two Spell Pierce, two Stifle, and one Chain Lightning, one Forked Bolt, all these one Preordained. There are Stifles everywhere. Yeah, what is that? in? I mean, so Blue Red Elver will occasionally play Stifle. It's not my favorite card. Are these just, like, going to be Wastelands four, 5 and 6, essentially? Do you think that's what the, the purpose is there? Well, yeah, the way, the Stifle in Delver decks has traditionally been the Holy Trinity, or Unholy Trinity, depending on your perspective, of Wasteland, Days, and Stifle to just right. choke your opponent on mana. Um, and Stifle has been a really polarizing card that's fallen in and out of favor throughout Legacy's history. Uh, I'm personally a huge fan of Stifle, mostly because it pairs with my favorite creature of uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought. Um, but there's definitely been times where it's been wrong to play Stifle, and then there's also mm-hmm. been times where it's been wrong not to play Stifle. And right. if the pendulum's kind of swinging a little bit and it Stifle's coming back in vogue, I'm okay with it. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, it definitely creates some really frustrating uh, game moments, <laughs> right. uh, but it's it's a lot of fun and Stifle's just a super powerful card, man. Like, you don't realize just all the opportunities to use Stifle until you have it sitting in your hand. Um, like, I've... I, yeah, but you also don't realize how frustrating... Well, I would also say 
you might be forgetting how frustrating it can be to have a stifle in your hand that you never cast. That is like so, so terrible to me. Yeah, also true. But it also feels great when your opponent like pays seven to draw seven with Grizzlebrand and then you just stifle it. So they just. Oh, I've done it. They just oh, pay I seven. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, you know who you are. I did it at, I did it at TE years and years ago. It was so good. Uh, so good. My favorite stifle moment was a Jason uh, 13 loyalty uh, ulted and I stifled the ult. <laughs> it was just like, Yikes. Just, let's just reset said that jace there <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, but yeah no stifles making a big comeback which i love it and uh you know I, we're seeing these delver decks uh take advantage i think delver is a great place to be right now in the meta with everyone kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they want to do uh everyone's kind of playing these janky decks now that they're like oh the boogeyman's been banned we can we can play our fun decks again and then they realize yeah. oh wait these decks are still bad even if <laughs> these other cards are banned <laughs> Delver deck, Delver is always a great like kind of like uh, check yourself deck, you know. Like it lets it stops you from getting too crazy with some with some some of the stuff that's out there, you know. Yeah, the shell. I wouldn't say necessarily Delver the creature itself. No, it just, I just mean Delver decks. In yeah, general. just yeah, for sure. That shell. It's it's always been kind of the uh, the check and balance of the format. Yeah, which is uh, good to see things, you know. Nature is healing, Pat. The the dolphins are returning to Venice. Uh, you know, there's birds in the air, chipmunks in the woods. You, you ban Oko, and and the world starts healing itself. Well, now now we're talking about healing. Let's get into the fourth place list, which is our typical ant storm list. So when you think, well, just when you think the planet's recovering, someone comes along and fucks it up, and that is a uh, lion's eye diamond here. In uh, in its ant shell, yeah. Uh, this is dark dark petition ant too. Yeah, dark petition. I don't really see anything too spicy. This is a pretty no. stock list, which is honestly, I think, exactly what you should be doing in this meta if yep. you want a top eight. Is yeah, you know, go with the tried and true and let the other people figure out the the hot newness. <laughs> Yeah, this seems like about as stock of an ant list as you can get. Unless you want to be a total Chad and come in thirty second place with the uh, the bug dreadnought list. I mean, that's of course he's the re- they're the real winner. They're the real yep. winner, of course. But uh, if you want the pri- not of prize support, but just of you know the more it's the moral <laughs> yeah. victory, I guess. If you want the prize support victory, then play like some stock list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fifth place we have Bug Hogak. Yeah, uh, taking a quick look, this also looks like a fairly stock list. Uh, it's running the Alter Dementia combo. Yeah, I don't really see something anything out of the ordinary here. That's mm-hmm. you know fairly st- stock Hogak, just another kind of combo deck, putting up results. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth place, we have Grixis Control. <laughs> From Mom's Basement Streams. Yep. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> Uh oh man, it you know, it's so refreshing to see these old faces of Liliana the Last Hope and Jace the Mind Sculptor. I know, right? <laughs> it's been a while, friends. Uh yeah, this uh Narset, not so much. You can go back in the closet. I never liked you, but <laughs> it's good for these. Oh, also Tombstalker. Tombstalker making a comeback. <laughs> We have to enjoy these few, these few weeks, Jerry, these precious weeks, because it's all going to go back to a uh, muddled uh, soup soon. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I st- <laughs> Without Oko, like, honestly, the biggest win of the banned and restricted list were all the Planeswalkers that used to see play. Totally. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw Liliana of the Veil vale show up in a list. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. She used to be everywhere, and it's just because Oko was just so oppressive, it dominated the Planeswalker slot of every deck. And now that Oko's yep. gone... We can act. It's like how 
like Arkham's Astrolabe unbanned uh, non-snow basics. Exactly. Uh, Oko yeah. being yep. banned, like unbanned all of these uh, cool planeswalkers that that we used to play with. Yeah, agreed. Um, also, speaking of another card, we can come back. Colagon's Command, which I kind of want to yep. talk to about a little bit later when we talk about the uh, Strixhaven spoilers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Colagon's Command is also making a comeback as we see in this list uh, now that Oko's gone. Um, other than that, though, nothing too stock. I mean, this list looks almost exactly like it would have been before Oko was printed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing too crazy here. Yeah. Uh, seventh place. I kind of feel the same way about this. It's like the Jess guy. Well, actually, it's got a little bit of spice in there. The Jess guy miracles deck. Uh, they are running a one of days and doing. This is a pretty. This is a pretty spicy list, I'd say. Couple, couple portent. Couple terminus days and doing. It's got shark typhoon. Uh, it. Does, I was gonna say yeah. That's the other uh, kind of interesting. Uh, interesting card here. Only. A single Shark Typhoon. That's just kind of like their one and done. They are they don't have the uh, Hall of Heliod to uh, loop it, mm-hmm. so they're definitely wanting to get value out of it. And you know, it's not just going to be a throwaway card like it is like we've seen them be used in other lists. Right. Uh, the single Days Undoing. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. It goes. It, it works well with Teferi, right? And Narset. Right. You play Narset and then you Days Undoing and you basically cause your opponent to discard their hand while you draw seven fresh cards. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's happened to me quite a few times and it is absolutely brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, seems good. Ooh, Archmage Charm. That's something we don't see every day. Instant, blue, blue, blue. Uh, Choose one. Counter target spell. Target player draws two cards. Gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Oh, I remember when this card was spoiled. Uh, everyone was talking about stealing merit lasers with it. <laughs> and then that never really came to fruition. But maybe uh, maybe uh, this player was able to steal some uh, merit lasers with their uh, Archmage's charm. Seems like it'd be fun to do. And then also just an interesting land choice. They're running a, a gear reach sanitarium. Yeah, what's what's the deal with that? I saw that. Yeah, that from, a little bit. that's from Commander. Uh, it's legendary land. It can tap to out a colorless, or it also has pay two and tap. Each player draws a card, then discards a card. Mm-hmm. Which, if you have uh, Narset out, uh, makes it one a one-sided loop land. But... Even with it, that seems kind of expensive. Like, yeah. you're essentially paying three mana to loot, and that's only if you have a Narset. If you don't have a Narset, you're also giving your opponent that option. Right. So, but, let's wonder. Oh, and also, look, they're running Torpor Orb like, you're, like it was intended. As Richard Garfield <laughs> intended, uh, they're running uh, Torpor Orb in their, in their sideboard. Lovely. Uh, yeah, that's a cool list. Uh, what do we got rounding out in eighth place? Looks like a doomsday list. Uh, yeah, bug doomsday in eighth place here. Uh, nothing out of the... Or it's running the Ideas Unbound uh, personal tutor version. But other than that, nothing too crazy. Right, Looks right. Looks pretty stock. Yep, agreed. So it's cool to see the diversity in the top eight here, though. Even the top 32, there was quite a few decks... Uh, Punishing Maverick in the in top uh top thirty two. We had some some bombers. Uh, we saw elves lists, Hogak lists, yep. uh, some Omnitel lists. I like in ninth place is the uh, Shark Still list. 
mm-hmm. the uh, blue white shark still with a uh, shark typhoon stand still and two moats like a baller. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's pretty sweet. Uh, that's pretty cool. Tenth place was a oh, speaking of old friends making a comeback, Pat. Tenth place is a uh, bug control list running Leovold. Oh, damn. I forgot that car was still legal. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I saw Leovold. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, and looks like, oh, it's running. This is a new card. Uh, Cling to dust. No. Uh, no well, fair fair, it's fairly new. It's fairly new. Yeah. Okay, uh, Black instant exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, you gain three life. Otherwise, you draw a card. Uh, and it has escape for three and a black exile, five other cards uh, from your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they can use that as a uh, intuition target where they can Oh, right, right, right. They cast intuition. And it's like, all right, either give me the cling to dust or I'm just going to escape it from my graveyard anyways. I'm getting this one way or another. Yep. Uh, which, speaking of, intuition plus Uro also works pretty well that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's a cool, that's a nice little spicy list. Oh, man, Dark Confidant's making a comeback, too. Damn, man, this is great. Remember how many cards were in Legacy, guys, Dude. before 2019 happened? So many cards. <laughs> so many cards. I haven't seen these in forever. I forgot about all of these cards. <laughs> Come on back, friends. <laughs> Love it. Love it. The Dark Confidants are returning to Venice. <laughs> <laughs> Riding the dolphins. Uh, nature finds a way, Jerry. <laughs> nature finds a way away uh what is this is this oh this is a i thought this was a goblin list but no it is not this is um blood moon prison in 12th place okay with some interesting cards i've never seen this card before fireflux squad well fireflux squad what the hell is that i don't even know what set that's from is that some specialty set it's three and a red for a four three human soldier with haste Whenever Fireflex Squad attacks, you may exile another target attacking creature you control. If you do, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So that's pretty cool. So ba- I'm guessing you combo it with the Goblin Rabble Master, where you, oh. you Fireflex Squad exile the uh, Goblin, because it doesn't say non-token. Yeah, it's just any other creature that you can... Yeah, any other creature you can control that's attacking. The Goblin Rabble Master makes the the tokens attack. So you exile the token, and then you get one of your other sweet creatures out of your uh, your deck and get to play nice. it for free. Nice. That's pretty good. I like that. I like it. I, I like, like that. It. Uh, that's pretty sweet. And also, I, can, I think we can give credit to this list popping up in the top 16 to the fact that... Uh, you know, Arkham's Astrolabe isn't in the format anymore. Right. I think a lot of these decks are here because Arkham's Astrolabe isn't around. But yes, yep. that one more directly. Uh, 13th place, we got Blue Green Omni Show, which is cool. I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more show and tell because I've been having a ton of success with show and tell uh, in the uh, the five man, the five round queues. Yep. On Magic Online. The, just the leagues. Yeah, just <laughs> it's been that long, huh? <laughs> the the like I couldn't remember the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well you know what it is it probably is is because people just don't realize how hard it is to cast show and tell. 
It's and true. So you really need skilled pilots there, and it, I think maybe they're just they're, they're out of practice right now. It's true. It's true. I got. I should start playing in these Sunday events, Pat. You know. Yeah, I just don't know if I want to dedicate a whole weekend day to a challenge event, man. That's my well. Yeah, like they're on the weekends, and I'm usually just super busy. Uh, like, I'd honestly be. I'd honestly be more likely to attend it if it was just during the day and I could pretend to do work while playing in the, in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really do need to set aside, set aside some uh, weekends to play in these, these weekend events. So hard. Well, so tough, man. It's like before I just didn't give a shit cause I didn't want to be playing against Okos all day. And now right. that like the format actually looks sweet and fun to play, I'm feeling the urge to, to actually dedicate a full day to it now. Yeah. I was, I was actually considering uh pushing back recording tonight because I wanted to get in a couple leagues of play, but because I'm laid off this week, so I'm hoping that I get some time to uh, to jam some leagues because I'm I'm definitely interested in playing uh, playing now with the uh, the new meta. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Pretty excited, pretty excited for it for sure. Um, any other kind of spice we wanted to talk about? Oh, twentieth place, twentieth place. There was a bomber post. So uh, bomberman twelve yep. post. Yep. Uh, so just four Karn, uh, four Oriak Salvagers, which is the Bomberman uh, combo piece. Right. Uh, three Ranger of Eos, which is three and a white for a three-two. When Ranger of Eos enters the battlefield, you may search your library for up to two creature cards with Karma Mana cost one or less. Uh, reveal them and put them into oh, uh, put them into your hand. If you do, shuffle your library. Uh, and what you use it with is uh, Walking Ballista and right. Stone Coil Serpent. Both count yep. as one or less because they're X creatures. Mm-hmm. So Ranger of Aeos just lets you uh, search your library and just snag those two and put them into your hands. Seems sweet. Yeah. Completely colorless list other than the uh, Ranger and the Oriac Salvagers. So much so that they're using uh, spatial contortion uh, because they can't use swords to plowshares because they're also running the Chalice of the Void list. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a card that Eldrazi lists up for a long time I've been utilizing when they can't can't play one drops. Right. But, yeah, sweet list. I like it. I dig it. Oh, what is this? They're... they're what card is this? It's it says they're right, uh, running the Geigen Cyberclaw Terror. Hold on. Oh, is this like one of those? I'm pretty uh, sure that's one of the Godzilla cards. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the actual card is. So Geigen Cyberclaw of Terror, Terror, which is, uh, oh, it's Gyruda. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, yeah, it's the Gyruda. Uh, four blue black blue black for a six six companion. Your starting deck can contain only cards with even converted mana costs. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Uh, when Gyru enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. That's pretty funny. That's a companion we did not see very much of. Uh yeah, there was like there was there was a Gyruda deck, but now that with the new companion rules, it's not as good, I guess. Right. But, but there was a Gyruda deck for a little while. This Cloudpost deck don't care. Two mana. No. This two mana, please. Yeah. Extra mana, don't care. Don't care. But yeah. I think that's kind of it for the list, but those are just the ones to talk about. Okay. I dig it, man. Um do you want to get into these uh cha- these uh commands from uh Strixhaven? Yeah, and also just kind of talk about Strixhaven itself. Um, so 
the theme of the set is basically Harry Potter world. Sure. <laughs> You're not 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 like not something I'm into to be honest. I've read not I've read all the Harry Potter books to my children, never for myself. Yeah, but I feel this is like wizards spreading the love around. I mean, the last site was Viking like Viking conquer mythology. Yeah. So it's like we got the Vikings yeah. in. Now we got to it's ebb and flow, Pat. You got to Would you call that take. a Viking st- Was it a Viking set? I don't know. I f- Feel it didn't feel like a lot of Vikings in that set, but Kelt, it was still cool. Yeah, Kel, I've done a ton of Kel time drafts at this point. Like I, mm-hmm. I drafted the hell out of that set, and yeah, I gotta say the Viking feel fell a little flat in Kel time. Yeah, I mean there were no Vikings in the set, so there were a couple. Mm. There were there were berserk. They had horns on their helmets. Pat, come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. I, I don't really give a shit what the set looks like, but. Yeah, but this next one, uh, it's going to be a multicolored set, uh, which are usually always popular. You know, we got the Ravnica. Yep. Uh, we got the cons. You know, we have all these different multicolor set styles. This one is going to be two color pairs. Um, but instead of with Ravnica, where they kind of f- focused on the similarities between the two colors, Maro came out and said that the whole theme is going to be about opposites. Okay. So the color pairs and how they interact in like opposition of each other is going to hmm. be like the theme of the set. Okay. So we'll see what that happens. But uh, the spoilers they've put out so far, before we even get to the cards themselves, is these promos that they're going to be doing in all the packs, which beyond just the normal like promo packs they've started doing, they're now like they're putting a promo in every single booster pack. So yeah. every pack's going to have a rare, and I'm guessing they're just getting rid of the token slot. Instead of the token slot, there's going to be this promo slot where you're going to mm-hmm. get this uh, sweet alternate art mm-hmm. of a uh, what looks to be a Eternal or EDH playable card with alternate art. Yeah, I would say probably focus on the EDH less on the Eternal play, but yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the card's spoiled so far. We've had Swords to Plowshares, which is, you know, a legacy staple. Mm-hmm. Opt, which not so much in Legacy, but I, it sees play in Modern, and I feel it also sees play in EDH. And then Demonic Tutor, which is a vintage all-star and also an mm-hmm, EDH mm-hmm. all-star. So, yeah. I mean, if these are the cards they're previewing, if if the caliber is, is close to this level, I think the, the card choices are going to be pretty sweet. And I really dig some of the art for the alternate art. The art for these awesome. are insane, especially yeah. because not it's it's not one set of promos. For the Japanese packs, the Japanese packs have their own Japanese alternate art based on what looks like like traditional Edo style uh, Japanese artwork, which look easy. Jerry, don't stir up any controversy there. <laughs> no, these look absolutely beautiful. No, like, dude, they're gore. They are absolutely. They're like when I was awesome. shitting when I was shitting on the anime things, and everyone gave me shit over that. I literally said, "It's like, guys, I I wish they you did like real, you know, Japanese." traditional yeah, cultural I get it. art I get and it, that's yeah. what they did here and these look amazing like this is yeah, exactly they, what i wanted these yeah, look, they look awesome so I much agree. better than those dumb anime planeswalkers that look terrible yep i agree so these these look beautiful i want to buy a ton of these if i can i feel you're gonna have to like saw someone's arm off in order to get a japanese booster box of this set if these oh are, yeah because i mean these are the promos that are going to be in every single pack like that's insane yeah, it's sweet though. Yeah, uh, I don't. 
I, I don't know how I feel about the English promos. They're cool. It's very, uh, like, Art Nouveau, and it, it almost reminds me of, like, The Great Gatsby. You like, know what? Like the, you know what it reminds me of is, like, the borders remind me of, like, Klug Ultra's stuff. Very much like a, like that that stained glass kind of effect on them. Yeah, they do have a little bit of a stained glass effect, especially the demonic tutor. The demonic tutor definitely looks like stained yeah. glass. Yeah, I just mean the actual bo- sorry the border of it more so than the yeah. artwork itself. No, the, yeah, the, the the borders too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean these are these are pretty sweet still. The the Japanese demonic tutor is metal as fuck. I think it's so good. Yeah, the, so good. I really love the Japanese uh, Swords of Plowshares. I think that oh, looks beautiful. amazing. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the English opt looks like an absinthe commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like if you know, like the like the nineteen twenties absinthe uh, uh, ads that everyone had hanging in their rooms in, in college. You know the poster. <laughs> it, My it, friends didn't have those kind of ads, Jerry. But we just hung out in different crowds. I guess. I guess so. Sorry. <laughs> I know football players have a hard time reading, but I thought we just thought... had beer posters. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beer beer pong rules. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we no. had the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the promos are sweet. And then we also got the uh, we got a new cycle of command spoiled. Right. Yeah. Do you want to go over those real quick? We said they're all color paired. Um, I know the uh, Prismari command made a little bit of a splash on our Facebook page, but I'm not sold on a three mana uh, command for blue red. Yeah, I think well, I just... right right off the bat, I think we can just discount the the red white one, the white black one, and the blue green one. Just I are maybe the blue green one will see something, but I think those three just don't have a prayer. They're, they're priced chance. out. They're priced out of it just by the by you know the, the just by their mana cost. The white red one is offensive. <laughs> three <laughs> red white five mana to either make a three two token. Sack a permanent to draw two cards. Like, you couldn't even just give me two cards for five mana? Come on, wizards. Yeah. Uh, three damage to a target. Yeah, yeah. the white-red one just is not good. Yeah, not great. Uh, the blue-green one's not great. It's one green-blue to choose a creature or planeswalker, uh, return a creature or planeswalker to its owner's hands. Meh. Uh, counter-target artifact or enchantment spell. Like, at three mana, you can't let me just counter any spell. <laughs> right. <laughs> or if you're going to put restrictions, like, make it better than an artifact or an enchantment. and Yeah. Like, or even destroy. Like, I'd be fine with destroying an artifact or enchantment, but it has to be a counter. Like, that's just not good enough. Yep. Uh, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from their graveyard into their library. Like, only three? Like, mm-hmm. it just feels really underpowered and lackluster. Yeah. Not good enough. Yeah. And then the white-black one is two white-black, so that costs four, so that's already pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's a sorcery, <laughs> so even worse. <laughs> and it's like, give a creature plus three plus three and flying. Return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Target player draws a card and loses one life. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. That's uh, just not enough for four it mana. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't do it for me either. So we're down to the green black one and the blue red one. Yeah, I I really think if the blue red one was two mana, you know, like a blue like one is it like I could see that maybe being okay, but like I don't really like I don't really love shock and legacy for three mana. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love treasure tokens in blue-red. It just doesn't seem like it has good synergy with that. Um, Destroy target artifact, we have... We have better cards that blow up artifacts for less than three mana. Or or Kooligan's Command. Like, that's the thing is, like... People well, are talking about in in like blue red. Yeah, you know well, I mean? well, people are calling this the blue Kolagon's command because Ugh. half of the card is is half of Kolagon's command. Like this is very very similar to Kolagon's command, except instead of like returning uh, a card from your graveyard, you're looting for two, draw two right. cards, discard two cards, and then you're making a treasure token instead of I forget what the fourth I, ability on Colgon. I would is. just say that generally, unless like the texture of the blue red decks changes pretty significantly and goes to more mid rangey or more like value oriented blue red, um, I don't see Colgun's command like a Colgun command effect being that important because part of why Colgun's command is so good in the decks that it's in is that it's in it's it's designed for grindy deck play and like mm-hmm. I just don't think that blue red decks the way they're built right now are looking for cards that are or grindy kind of cards. I think maybe if we had Dreadhorde Arcanist still around, but even then, because it's a three drop, not a two drop, you know, not a one drop, it's not, I don't know. doesn't seem like a, a great value for that deck as uh, either, but that's just yeah. kind of my initial impression. I don't mean to poo poo it. I just, my, I, my, the, 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 my bar for like a, a card being good in blue red. I, again, I'm specifically approaching this from blue red Delver standpoint. So there, maybe there's like a deck like miracles might like something like this, but, um, for me, it's not not a it's a non-starter. Yeah, it's just not enough. I feel, and it's not different enough from Kolagon's command, other than being able to be pitched to Force of Will. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone can can at least agree that it's it's worse than Kolagon's command. Even if like both were just colorless, we're just taking it at face value. Mm-hmm. The Kolagon's command is a, is a bit more functional and useful in more situations. And really, what this has going for it is that it's blue instead of black. Right. And I right. just don't quite think that's enough of a benefit to make this C play over Kolagon's command in the situations where you would want something like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but, I mean, maybe, like, Blue-Red will run it as, like, a one-of in the sideboard for games that go a bit long or something like that. But, so... Mm, maybe. maybe. I could yeah. be. It's certainly possible. Um, now let's talk about the green-black one. I think this is the one that shows the most promise. Sure. Yeah, go for it. So Wither Bloom Command, Green Black Sorcery, which is a knock against it. I really wish this was an instant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, choose two. Target player mills three cards, and you return a land card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's interesting that you can mill your opponent and then return a land card from your graveyard to your hands. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a land in your graveyard and you're digging for it, you can target yourself. So right off the bat, the screams like uh, Dark Depths style lists because sure, it's, yeah. it's already in the right colors for Dark Depths, um, and that's kind of exactly what an effect that they would be looking for, especially if it's functional with other uh, the other modes. Uh, destroy target non-creature, non-land permanent with mana value two or less, which seems really restrictive at first glance, but then you realize just all the things it can hit in Legacy. Mm-hmm. Like it can hit Aether Vials, it can hit Rest in Pieces, it can hit uh, Pithing Needles and Graft Diggers Cages, and there's just a there's just a lot of stuff in Legacy that this can actually hit. Like oh, also like Sylvan Library. Yep. Um. So that that mode I feel actually will show up more often than people give it credit to. Yep. 
Its third ability is kind of weird. Target creature gets minus three, minus one until end of turn. Hmm. Which you're like, all right. I mean, there's plenty of one toughness creatures in Legacy that it can kill. Sure. I don't know how often the minus three effect is going to come into play, but maybe. <laughs> uh, and then its fourth ability, target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. And with that, it's just like it started off really strong. The first two abilities are great, and then the like, yes, next yes. two are just lackluster. It's the opposite of the Vince McMahon WWE uh, right. meme. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it got a little bit more lackluster as it goes, but I mean, it still just might be good enough to just be like you know, mill three cards and return a land from your graveyard to your hands, and then you know pop a young pyromancer or gain two life and your opponent loses two life or just like, you know, kill a graph digger's cage that was holding you back. Yeah. So I do think uh, we could see this pop up in a few of the dark depths lists for as a, uh, a card that's kind of a toolbox for them that uh, mm-hmm. can help their combo while also getting rid of pesky cards like, uh, you know, pithing needle that hold them back from winning. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's all we got for Strixhaven uh, previews so far. Yeah, not a ton came out, just the commands and some of the alt art stuff. But we'll be doing more reviews of that set as the uh, as new cards cards come out for it. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. 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 Sweet. Was there anything else you wanted to get into today before we started wrapping up? No, I think that's it. Nice, nice. concise episode today. Yeah, I'm excited about the new meta. I think it's looking looking nice and. Uh, I'm sure things will start settling down in the coming weeks, but right now you can enjoy sort of the chaos of it. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm going to be sleeving up this uh, this <laughs> Torpor Phyrexian Dreadnought list. That looks sweet. When I saw that, I knew it was right up your alley, man. <laughs> hell yeah. Going to play the hell out of that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 there's nothing else really on the docket today, so I guess we'll just get into scoops for the week. Scoops? Yeah. Who are you scooping in top eight this week, Jerry? I am going to scoop in, man, no one, I got nothing. Actually, no, I'll scoop in the new meta, Pat. I'll take the easy way out. Sweet. I'll take the coward's way out and scoop in the new meta. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to second that. I'm going to second that motion. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, hopefully I get to play some uh, some magic this week. I got some free time, so it'll be a good time to uh, to check out what's going on in the uh, new meta game. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Maybe you can finally talk about your your magic plays on the cast pad. I know, dude. It's been so long. I don't even know how to... Do I even know how to play anymore? We'll see. (laughs) Did you ever know how to play in the first place is the real question. (laughs) Good point, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, thanks for everyone for hanging out this week. Uh, We hope you guys stay safe, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye.